Welcome back to Am I Doing This Right? The podcast. This is our second episode. I am Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends. We are millennials. We're confidants. We're business owners. But we are also the hosts of this podcast, which is Am I Doing This Right? The podcast. Yes, it is. And we are figuring shit out. We are figuring shit out today. Am I Doing This Right? The podcast. We are a female-centric life how-to podcast that we are going to figure out how to navigate some of life's biggest milestones. Anywhere from doing your first tax return to buying your first home and everything in between. Each week, we're going to tackle a new topic that we feel is an important building block of creating your best life. But while we're tackling that topic, we're also going to be drinking a glass of wine and reviewing how we like that wine, if we like it, if we recommend it, just, you know, to liven things up a little bit. Hell yeah. Now, I'm going to pour my wine. You, why don't you go ahead and say what topic we're going to jump into today? This week, we are talking about credit. Ooh, just simmer in that while the yeah. wine pours. Ooh, here, why don't you you pour yourself a glass okay. too? So we're going to talk about credit today while we are sipping on this. Rose we are sipping <laughs> on the Rose Rock 2016 Pinot Noir from Oregon. And actually, this bottle is kind of special because I technically won this bottle. She won the bottle because... Uh, we were doing this quarantine trivia thing where I hosted a quarantine trivia game via Zoom. It was amazing. It was the production quality of Natalie's trivia game was unreal. I really, I can't lie to you, Corinne. I spent a solid week working on it. I had transitions. I had an invite, like a video invite. She did a trailer for <laughs> our game night that she sent us like a few days before. It was amazing. Regardless, I won the trivia, won the trivia, which I have never won anything ever in my entire life. And I won this bottle of wine, and we are going to be drinking it today, talking about credit. credit. Let me just. Ooh, that ASMR like a babbling, life. a babbling brook. Yeah, it really is. Cheers to credit. Cheers to credit. Ooh, clean. <laughs> That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Natalie, what is this? You actually picked out this bottle of wine. Yeah, Why? you know, I just love a, I love a good Pinot, and I love an Oregon, an Oregon Coast Pinot. Really, I do. Is there something about the Oregon Coast that's like special? I think it's just the the weather and their grapes and their soil and all this just makes for a bomb ass Pinot. A bomb-ass bomb Pinot. Pinot. Well, we will be reviewing it at the end of the episode. From Connect. one to our favorite hottie. To our favorite hottie, obviously. Natalie, what what have you been up to? What have you been watching? What's? Oh, my God. I, I shit you not. <laughs> I only live right now for 90 Day Fiance. I watch you it. You really post about it a lot. <laughs> post about it a lot. It's. It's the perfect show. It's got chaos. It's got people that are absolutely insane. But the thing that I like about it, because I don't watch reality shows, is like nobody's really like coming for each other. It's not like mean-spirited. Right. But it's sad. It's just psycho. It's sad though, right? Because those aren't there people that are like in love with people who just hate them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big Ed and Rose. But let me tell you, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, by the way, um, but this is an old episode. She dumped his ass 
She was, but okay. after she got citizenship, no, no, she, he lied to her and he was like, I don't, he told her he wanted kids and then was like, just kidding. I don't want kids. And she's like, well then goodbye. She was just looking for an out though. And I was like, good for you, Rose. Wow. I did watch 90 Day Fiance for a little bit. And I, I got you to try to. You did. And I really did like it. Here's my thing. Here's my theory it. about reality shows, which I don't even know if it's true or not. I feel like, okay. You know how, like, what you consume, you become? Mm. And I feel like when I watch, like, shitty drama, you are becoming then a shitty drama fans. becomes me. Because <laughs> really, I got really into the Kardashians once, which um, it, it's really great. It's very addicting. But then all of a sudden, I started getting in fights with people. And I was like, okay, I feel like I got to stop with the Kardashians. Drama. I just, I can't watch. Mm-hmm. I can't watch that. Yeah. I get it. But you've been – haven't you and Joe been rewatching all the Twilights? Yeah. Joe and my is my boyfriend. And, yeah, we decided to rewatch Twilight, which I will admit I was a Twihard back in the you day. You were on – can I you tell can. your secret? You can tell my secret. Back in the day, Corinne wrote Twilight fan fiction. I did. Not like – you didn't post it, though. I think you Oh, no, wrote. I did. You did? Yeah. I posted it. I and I, I, I had a, a – it's still up. But it's under a pen name, so you'll never find it. Oh, good. But it, I wrote, like, Bella and Edward go to a ski vacation, and they had, like, a steamy makeout in a jacuzzi. Ooh, wow. I was, like, 14, like, yeah. And then he kisses her. Yeah. Ooh, thought, he pecked her on the cheek. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was really raunchy, and it absolutely wasn't. But, yeah, I was really into Twilight. Anyways, we're re-watching it, and I realized – It's horrible. First of all, the first one is – garbage i mean it's really really bad production quality it's <laughs> so bad but also i read the books right obviously twihard bella sucks bella sucks no no like not just like Kristen stewart's like you know everyone says she's awkward and no, no, stuff no. like that the character no the character she's sucks. horrible she's super anti like feminist like she's literally a damsel in distress and the second movie or no the third movie um sh- edward goes away and whatever he doesn't want to be around her anymore to get his attention, she jumps off a cliff. <laughs> She's like, you don't love me? I'm going to jump off a oh cliff. Oh, my God. I remember that. And I was, was that just, an eclipse? Eclipse. Oh. And I watched that. I said, bitch, get your shit together. I said, bitch. I said, bitch. I said, bitch. I've never been more upset in my life. And I said, Bella sucks. Bella sucks. Wait, were you team Edward or team Jacob? I was team Edward. But having, mm, having rewatched, I'm not sure. I'd be interested in been. our uh, listeners, now 10 years looking back at Twilight, yes. are you team Edward or team, or team Jacob? Jacob? I was so hardcore team uh, Edward, and then I read New Moon, and I was hardcore team Jacob, and then I went back to team Edward because he was hot yeah. in the movies. But then the other day I read Robert Pattinson's GQ interview, Corinne, I, and you know me, when I start laughing, I cannot stop laughing. I was sobbing. Wait, why was it funny? He did this whole thing where he has this idea about something called a pasta pillow where he takes a shell, like a shell of a hot a hamburger bun and <laughs> microwaves pasta in it and he like set it on fire in mid-interview. It was hilarious. I think I like him a lot, like Robert Pattinson. Please read the GQ interview. Okay, I'll read it. I'll read it. It's hilarious. Um... So anyways, that's what I've been up to. You know, that's how I've been spending my free time when I'm not thinking about credits. (laughs) 
we do think about credit a lot, though. We're actually really nerdy. I'm really interested in it. I actually didn't know what it was for a very long time. Okay, so we have meetings, right, where we discuss what we're going to talk about. And I told her, I said, I am passionate. You are. About credit. Yeah. And I'm curious. So I think your passion and, and my curiosity will really lead us into this episode, which is about credit, what it is, how to manage it, how to grow it, everything you need to know. If you if you have no idea what credit is, just our hands. Buckle up. Take buckle our up, hands. our friends. <laughs> okay. So let's choose, like, let's talk about why we chose this topic. Okay. So I believe, and I think that this is the truth at this point in the year 2020, the year of our Lord 2020, your credit is a modern day resume to get the things that you want. Yeah. Who needs LinkedIn when you got a perfect ass credit Credit score? score. And we're going to help you guys get there. Yeah. And I think, you know, right now with the times, people are maybe relying on their credit cards a little bit more than they were in the past. And I think it's important that we kind of lay out some of the mistakes that people are making with their credit cards, with their credits. Yes. And give them a few little tips there. Because here's the thing is a lot of people don't know that they're making mistakes. Yeah. And they're actually making like fatal flaws on yes. their credit report. And they can be easily avoided. Yes. And I think the coolest thing about credit is that it affects everybody. It affects any socioeconomic class. doesn't matter if you're rolling in the dough or you're just kind of starting out. Credit is something that affects everyone. It's not bias. And here's something else that I just would like to bring up. You can be rolling in the dough and have a terrible credit score. And you can have maybe nothing, but you can have a great credit score. Yes. It's all about that strategy. It is all about that strategy. And we're going to walk through it. So first, let's define credit. So the definition of credit is the ability of a customer to obtain goods or services before payment based on the trust that payment will be made in the future. I think the key word there is be- trust and also before payment. So yeah. it's really about can I kind of trust that you're going to make these payments later. Yeah. It's really like a trustworthiness yes. situation. Your credit score equals your trustworthiness. On period. On that period. That is on period. And so I think another term that we probably need to define before we get even more into this is credit score. Your financial health is often expressed by this one number, which is your credit score. It's a number between 300 and 850 is max. You're just really thriving at life at that 850. And it really depicts your credit worthiness. Are you worthy of me giving you credit, of me trusting in you based on this number? So the higher the number, the more attractive you are as a borrower. Mm -hmm. And actually, hilariously, my mom told me when I was like 14, she said, the only things I care about in your life are that you're kind and that you've got a great credit score. Wow. She straight up said that to me. And you have achieved that, Natalie. You have a great credit score. My credit score, you guys, is 836. Uh, Damn near perfect. I actually don't. I'm doing this whole credit episode and I don't know what my credit score is. Well, we'll get into that later, Corinne. We'll get into that later. Okay. Ways you can check it, et cetera. So – How 
this score, how your credit score and how the credit report is used, it's for getting things like an apartment, Mm -hmm. getting a car, getting a big ticket item. House. A house. They will run credit now when um, hiring for jobs. Yeah. Really, just truly to see if you're trustworthy. If you're trustworthy. If can you make payments on time? Because if that score is great, then you look like a better candidate. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so now that we've defined credit, we've defined what the credit score is, how it's going to be used, how it affects your life, and really, um, I want to go into what the benefits of having good credit are. Because there are some perks besides, you know, getting a job and all that stuff, but you can also lower your auto loan percentage, the the interest that you're getting on an auto auto loan. So if you're going to go buy or rent a car, um, you can actually have a lower percentage because you have a higher credit score because you look more trustworthy. So you actually, if you have a lower credit, you're probably going to get a bad deal on getting a car. And that's also on the exact same car. So let's say... I, the two of us are getting the exact same car and my credit um, score is higher than yours. My monthly loan is going to be less. Yep. That's yep. pretty crazy. Yeah. And the, and the same goes with a mortgage loan, depending on where you're at in life. If you are going to be buying a home, that will also affect what your mortgage payment is. Uh, like we said, getting the job that you want, maybe you're, you and this, another candidate are neck and neck. And the last thing they do is run that credit and it ain't. It ain't toy. <laughs> if that credit ain't, ain't popping, it ain't popping. They're gonna that job's gonna That's go to somebody else. A problem. And something that we'll get into maybe in a different episode that I I am personally very passionate. You are about. so passionate about points. points. <laughs> the benefits of having a credit card and getting those points and getting rewards for using your credit card is something that um, maybe will motivate people to use credit in the right. way. Way, but we will save that for another episode because I could go she could do on and on an, about points. Oh my gosh. If you even say the word, you you go to dinner with Corinne and you say, points. Game over. Game, Game over. over. Yeah. Or she wants to slam that credit card down ASAP because she knows extra points. I'm going to get my points. Extra points on restaurants. Yes. <laughs> really? Okay. But we won't get into that this episode. We will yes. make another episode about credit card points and how to utilize them. And I will definitely go on and on and on about that. But that is a benefit of having good credit, of using your credit card in the right way. So now that we've defined credit, we've defined credit score, we've said how it's used and the benefits, all those great benefits of having good credit, we are going to dive into our five ways to build your credit. Corinne, let's go with number one. The number one way to build your credit is to have a credit card. Okay, wait. I have a fact for you that's going to blow your ever-loving mind. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Corinne? Yeah. In 1974. Whoa. Oh, yeah. The Equal Credit Opportunity Act passed. Before that, women could not get credit cards without a male cosigner. What year was that? 1974. Women could not get credit cards without a man saying that they were responsible enough to own one. That's some bullshit. That is some absolute bullshit. Bullshit. But you take us away on that, uh, on, you know. Yeah, I will take us away on the credit cards because now that women can have them without a, a a male approval, 
Um, yeah, having a credit card is a great way to build credit. If you have no credit at all, if you're 18, you, you just became an adult, um, and you don't have any credit to your name, the best credit card to get, and probably the only one that you will be able to get, is a secured credit card. I don't even know what that is. What's a secured credit card? So I actually have a secured credit card. I have, I still have it to this day. And Explain this to I me. will, I will. My mom, uh, who will be an expert and was an expert in this episode and helped teach us a lot of this stuff, she got me a, a secured card when I was around 18. And basically a secured card is you're putting the money up first. So if your credit limit is $1,000 on this card, I'm giving them $1,000 secured. Okay. So basically if I can't pay my payments or I don't, you know, I'm not trustworthy, they have that money on the back end. They're not going to lose money on me okay. as a customer. And because that was my first line of credit, I still have that card to this day. I, it literally has $1,000 on it. And so I don't use it very much, but because it's my longest line of credit, I still have it. So that is a great card to have. Initially, if you have no credit at all, go to a bank and ask if they have a secured card and put money down up front. They'll have it on the back end and then you can use that credit card to your liking. Yeah. And then another thing <clears throat> that when we were um, talking with Connie about it. My mom. Uh, her mom, is that she was saying you could get – because a lot of these stores like Victoria's Secret, Sephora, they offer credit cards and you're more likely to be accepted for one or approved. Approved, yeah. But I will say this. Just mm -hmm. from my own research, looking into the store cards, mm -hmm. their, um, their interest, rates, interest are rates are extremely high. So you just want to be careful. Yeah, I think that's because they probably approve a lot more people, so mm -hmm. they they're kind of more taking a bigger risk and so that's why that interest rate is higher, but yeah. if you can't get a credit card and you're just trying to build it, yeah, knowing that the store cards are going to be a little bit higher interest, yeah. but it is a good way to start having credit. And when we say it's a high interest rate, we mean, we mean that let's say you didn't pay off your whole card. You paid off 80% of it. That 20% is going to get carried over, and then they're going to add a percentage of interest to that. So you're going to end up owing more. Every month. Every month. That's what we mean by a uh, high interest rate. Right. Oh, and then the last way to just build a uh, – the last way to use a credit card is just a normal bank credit card that you can kind of shop around and see which one works for you. Like we said, I love points. So I'm looking for a credit card that has a lot of points, a lot of rewards when you use the credit card, but maybe you're somebody who wants a lower interest rate or whatever your specific needs are, really shopping through and looking for a bank card. That's more once you already have established your credit and now you're ready to move away from the store cards or the secure cards and into those bank cards, which are a little bit more mature. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Okay. So number two is auto loans. You are an expert. I – oh, you got – oh, my God. I paid off my car. I I'm so proud of you, Natalie. I'm like, shh, I can't believe it because I got the loan five years ago. And I thought, oh, my gosh, five years. That's a long time. Seems like time. a long time. And I just paid that motherfucker off. I can't believe it. I'm so <laughs> So anyways, a great way to, to actually build your credit is to have um, an auto loan. And that, that can be that you bought your car or that you leased it. 
So basically, because that auto payment is going to come out monthly, you're going to pay for that auto loan monthly. That is a way to show creditors like that you're trustworthy. Every month you're paying that thing off. Yes. And if you don't pay it on time, guess what happens? Repossession. Your car gets repossessed. <laughs> you no longer have a vehicle. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's a great way to build your credit. Yeah. And a very common way. Yeah. It's a very common way. Everybody pretty much, I mean, drives a car, needs a car. And if they're leasing or if they have bought it, they're going to be making that payment. So that's a great way. You just you don't want to miss those payments. You want to get them on auto pay if you can and just build that credit. Build it up. So our third way to build your credit is to have multiple lines of credit. Basically, the way credit works is the longer of time you've had this credit, the more trustworthy you have. That's why I still have my secured card because it shows that dating back to when I was 18, which was, I don't know, seven, <laughs> eight years ago, seven years ago, eight, eight years, years ago? ago, I can't eight do fast years enough, ago, eight mean. years ago, um, I've been paying this $1,000 credit card off every month. Um, but I also have multiple lines. I have another credit card um, or an auto loan, just showing that not in just one way you're trustworthy, but multiple ways that they can count on you to keep paying things off. So maybe, you know, not having too many credit cards, which could also be maybe a mistake, but just having a few lines of credit, either an auto loan and a credit card or a mortgage payment and a credit card, things like that, that will help show your trustworthiness to credit bureaus. And here's the other thing is you don't want to, like, let's say you have a, I'm in the same situation. My first credit card that I've had since I was 18 doesn't have a very high limit. Mm -hmm. You don't want to get rid of it. Yeah. Don't close the account. And maybe just buy like one little thing on it every month just to show that it's still an active line of credit and you're still paying it off. Yeah, because that really what you're using that for is longevity, to just prove that for a long time I've been trustworthy on this card. Exactly. So then we're going to go into number four. This might sound scary, but it's not. It's the credit utilization rate. Break it down. I'm going to break it down. So the credit utilization rate is something that is not often talked about when discussing building a good credit score. And that is the rate in which you use your credit. So for example, let's say... Use the $1,000. Let's say your limit is $1,000. You only want to pay, you only want to um, accrue charges up to about 30% of the full limit. So you only want to really charge like $300 to that card. Yeah. So they're they're showing if basically to the credit bureaus, if you have $1,000 and every month you're using $999,000, that's going to show that you're really utilizing a lot of that credit and maybe you're desperate and need it. Yeah. You don't want to almost max it out every time. And here's the other thing. You should, about once a year, call up your bank and request an extension. What's an extension? An an increase in credit. Oh, okay. So you're saying to increase your limit so that you can use more of that credit. So you can use less of the credit. 
So you're less gonna, and more. So like yes. if it's a thousand dollars and now it's fifteen hundred, now I can maybe use seven hundred dollars instead of that five. Yes, because if you're or if, if you're noticing that you're max, you're almost maxing it out every time because your limit's so low. Ask for an increase. Yes, so you, you can want, utilize less. So you can utilize less. Exactly. Okay. So number five of our five ways to build your credit is to pay off your credit card. This is Natalie is very. Gung ho about this. Gung ho. If you can do it, if you can, if you can, then if you can pay off that whole card, God bless every month. And if you can't, that's fine. But just make sure that you are paying that minimum every single month. And the most important thing to do that Natalie and I actually have just decided we're both going to do is to set up automatic payments for at least the minimum. Mm-hmm. Whether it's $25, $35, whatever your minimum is, just setting up an automatic payment to come out of your bank to pay off that will keep you in good standing. Yeah, because a huge mistake you could make is being late. Yes. And I think that's a good transition uh, to go to our five common mistakes that people make when building their credit. Yes, which is paying late. Number one, paying late. Because sometimes, uh, you know, even – so let's say you're late one day or even a week – you can so, you can maybe get away with it, and you can also probably call your bank and say, "Oh my gosh, this ha- you know this has never happened before," and they can remove it. But if you're 30 days late or more, you can have your, your credit score is going to take a massive hit, and it stays on your report. Guess how long? How long? Seven years. Yikes! Seven years. Literally seven years of bad luck. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Truly seven years of bad luck because you didn't pay it on time. One payment. One payment. So please, for the love of God, if you're listening to this, <laughs> if, even if it's twenty five, the $25 minimum, just make sure it gets paid on time. Yes, please, please do. So now that we're into our five common mistakes that people make, number one being paying late, number two is only paying the minimum like we just said, but when you have enough funds to pay more off. So let's just say you just got your tax refund or that stimulus check. Put that towards a credit card that you haven't paid off. When you have the funds to do so, pay more than the minimum. That is going to increase your credit score. That's going to be beneficial to you. But if you have that extra money and you're just like, well, just blow it on this or that, really in the long term, Natalie's whispering ASMR style, don't do it. So yeah, it's, a, it's a big mistake that you're making is that if you can pay off more than the minimum, please do. Yes. And I had a friend, ugh, so unfortunate. She thought, because again, a lot of people don't know this and that's why we're here. She thought you just pay the minimum. She didn't know that you pay the, if you the can, full the amount. full amount. She thought that you get a credit card and you pay the minimum every time. I mean, at some point, then you're just about uh, to max that thing out. Uh, well, I said, do you realize that you're paying like quadruple because your interest rate's so high? She literally had no idea until yeah. she looked. So again, try to pay the, pay the most that you can comfortably. Yeah. Because like we said, if you're not paying, whatever you're not paying is going up into the next month and is increasing in interest. You're actually going to be paying more on it the next month. Yeah. And that sucks. All right. So let's go to number three, which is utilizing too much credit. So like I said, with the with the um, credit, credit utilization, utilization rate, rate, 
that's the word of the day, using too much of that amount, using too much of your credit line can result in a decrease of your credit score, which you don't want to do. Common mistake though. Common, very common. So the fourth common mistake that people make in terms of credit is not paying your medical bills when they are due because those actually go onto your credit. Your utilities do not. So if you don't make the light bill, that's not going to go on your credit. But if you don't pay your medical bills, those go on your credit. I know so many people who ignore medical bills that come into the mail. They're like, oh, I'm not going to pay that. You know, you have a $10, $20 copay. And they just refuse to pay it, not knowing that not you're harming yourself long-term because, like we said, seven years, that'll stay on your record. It's like the ring, seven days. But the thing is with medical with medical bills is if you do pay them, it doesn't increase your credit. No. It'll it just crush your credit yeah. if you don't. Yeah. So just remember that. And then our fifth common mistake, and this is a also very common, is not getting a credit card. Mm. I mean, even can I be honest? Be honest. When I didn't understand credit. The concept of a credit card to me was like, why am I using money I don't have? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't ever, I have anxiety. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to ever have to owe somebody something. And so I was like, I just want to use the money that I have in cash. Like, why wouldn't you use a debit card? Like, yeah. it doesn't make sense why you wouldn't use just a debit card. Yes. Yeah. So I do, I do understand this, but yeah. it was a mistake, Natalie. I get it. I totally get it. But yeah. A mistake. It's a mistake because you're not going to be Building. having that opportunity to build credit, which will help you in the long run when you want to have those big ticket items, a car, a house, even a job. And uh, I'm glad that I have a credit card, but I do understand why you would be hesitant. Well, yeah. And then even, you know, I was talking to my brother who he's 30 and he only recently got a credit card because he was in the same mindset. It was like, I'm just, I just use my debit card. Yeah. With the cash that I have. Why would I use money I don't have? Yeah, exactly. But it's but a mistake, guys. <laughs> again, because credit's all about being trustworthy and responsible. So you got Don't gotta, be scared, guys. Don't be scared. Because then once you get it and once you feel comfortable with it, then it becomes fun with the points and everything. And again, we'll talk about that later. So yeah, if you want to check your credit score, do you want to say, you know, where am I at? Am I in between this 300 and 850 range? Where do I land? You have a few options. And one of that is www.annualcreditreport.com. Not www.freecreditreport.com, which has a lot of advertisements yes. and uh, like ABC a lot of family. Yeah. And I feel like even just on the radio, I yeah. hear it a lot. Free credit. Isn't there a song? There I'm is sure a there song. is. But um, no, you're, you are entitled to checking your credit. The government has deemed that we are worthy enough to check our credit. And you can do so on annualcreditreport.com. And you can choose between three different credit bureaus, which is Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. Those are the three credit bureaus that have your credit reports. And you can get one on annualcreditreport.com. You can get all three of those reports on annualcreditreport.com. Or you can kind of spread it out over a year. So you have one year to look at all three. For me, I like to spread them out. So, you know, in the top of the year, maybe I'll check my Equifax. 
later on in the year, I'll check my Experian. And then maybe at the end of the year, I'll check my TransUnion just so that I'm kind of checking in on my credit report, seeing maybe if anyone is pretending to be me, Mm -hmm. having an identity, my identity taken. Um, That's a great way to check that. When I, last year, when I was applying to get my apartment, I went on that website and I got mine via Experian. Mm -hmm. And so basically the difference between a credit report and a credit score is that your score is just that number. It's that 300 to 850. That 300 to 850. That's your kind of, and that changes month to month. Um, it usually doesn't take like drastic dips and like spikes though. And then the report is basically your history, your entire credit history. So from your earliest card, and it shows how many times you've paid it on time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And for the credit score, if you want to know what that number is, so like how I said earlier, mine's 836. Mine, my FICO score, so it's called a FICO score, I have access to that via my Bank of America app because I have a credit card with Bank of America. So I think that's fairly common for banks. If you have a card with them, they can give you credit scores. However... Yeah, so like for me, my bank doesn't tell me my... FICO credit score. Right. So for me, I would, what would I do? So you are going to go to myfico.com and that's, it's about $112 a year. So Natalie, my bank actually doesn't show me my FICO score. So the way that I check it, and if you're somebody whose bank doesn't show you your FICO, your credit score on its app online, you can actually utilize myfico.com. And there's three different packages that you can choose from, but basically they'll alert you um, if your credit score goes up or down by 10 points, if somebody opens a new account in your name, i.e. identity theft, and they kind of range in these different packages. The basic package is $19.95 a month. If you want to go up to the advanced package, which is $29.95 a month, that includes the identity monitoring and things like that. Mm. And then their premier package, which is $39.95 a month, that updates every single month. You have actually you have access to all three transunions oh. on there. They pay for it too, so you don't have to pay for any of those reports. So you can kind of choose what you need through choose my your own adventure. MyFICO.com. Yeah, so the basic advanced or premier packages um, allows you to check your credit score if your bank doesn't have that option for you. Yeah, and it's really good. And again, it's empowering to know what your score is. And maybe maybe you see it and you're like, ooh, I could improve. Well, we have we have ways that, that you can improve it with our, our five ways. Also, I just want to say that there's a myth, which is that checking your credit score lowers your credit score. Mm-mm. That is not true. It is not true. It was at one point back in the Dizay. Yes. And, and so I think that hinders a lot of people from wanting to check their credit score yeah. and having no clue where they're at in their financial health. But just know, guys, it does not lower your credit score to check it. And you have three places to check it, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. All right, Natalie, so to wrap it up, what are the five ways to build your credit again? Five simple ways. One, get your ass a credit card. Do it. Do it. Because you know what? Now that you know the information, you're responsible. You're a queen. You can handle it. Get that card. Two, an auto loan. Make sure you're paying it. 
three. Have a couple lines of credit, you know, maybe maybe two cards if you can, two, three, depending on your comfortability level, but have several lines if you can. And then four, make sure that your credit utilization rate, maybe keep it at 30% if you can. And five is paying off your full card. Yes. Paying that full card off. Can you run through one more time the five mistakes? I will run through the five common mistakes then that we'll people wrap make. Then we'll wrap this shit up. Yes. So the five common mistakes that people make is one, paying late, knowing that that can last for up to seven years on your credit. So whatever you can do to not have a late payment. But if you do, feeling free to call your bank and talk to them and see if they'll take that off so that you're not penalized for seven years. Two, only paying the minimum when you have more to give towards your credit card. Paying as much as you can every single month. Three, like we said, utilizing too much credit. You know, you have that credit limit that's a thousand, and you're pay- you're using nine fifty every single month. Getting that credit um, utilization rate down is really key. Four, not paying your medical bills. <laughs> Which just seems crazy to me. But if you have medical bills and you want good credit, make sure you're paying that off. And five, not getting a credit card because you're scared. Don't be scared, guys. Don't be scared. You're empowered now. You're empowered now. And we are here for you. Oh, okay, nice. That's the episode. So let's uh, let's uh, let's circle back on this wine. Yeah. How is this wine? That was a lot to take in, and now I feel like we need to pay some attention to this wine glass in front of us. Yeah. Oh, it's good. How do you feel? Because I've drank this before. This is your first time drinking this one? Yeah. I'm new to liking Pinots. I I just started liking Mm -hmm. Pinot Noirs. So this, again, we are drinking the Rose Rock 2016 Pinot Noir. It's a red, if if you're not familiar Mm -hmm. in in, uh, wines. And I would say, um, well, let's choose our hottie of the day. Oh, our honey. Before I rate it. Oh, this is my future baby daddy. (laughs) This is uh, Post Malone, my future baby daddy. And we're doing one from Post Malone. From one to Post Malone. One to Post Malone. I would give this. Because you also think Post Malone's a hottie. Yes, I will say that I originally thought it was a hottie and I was judged for it. And then I feel like not, you now have, oh, you've, Overseated me, whatever. You've just really the gates me. blew right wide open. Yeah, yeah. Because Corinne, real, you were the original. You were like, Post Malone's hot. And there I was, was like, something about it. And then, and then I just caught on to it, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. FBD, future baby daddy. So one to Post Malone, I'd give this honestly like a seven or six, six and a half. Seven. Ooh, okay. I yeah, I'm gonna give it a seven point three. Seven point three. Because it's like, it's, but then I feel bad saying it's a C minus because it's not, I don't feel like it. No, it's, it's really good. Um, it's really, really good. It's not too heavy, which I like. It's not too heavy. Because it is hot out right now. It's, it's a hot summer day. It's not too heavy for a red, which I feel like sometimes they hit you in the back of the throat. Yeah. Like a karate chop and you're like, holy, (laughs) this is very smooth for a red. Maybe I would give it actually a solid seven between one and Post Malone being the pinnacle the of absolute 10. perfect wine. <laughs> I'd give this about a seven. I'm going to go seven. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. So this was the Rose Rock Pinot Noir. What's that the I, year? 2016. And you won that shit. And I won this shit. Now to wrap up 
Bell Bar episode two. We are going to play, last last week it was Would You Rather. It was. And now we're playing Who'd You Rather. Who'd You Rather. So Corinne. Oh gosh. Who'd You Rather. Hulk Hogan or Nacho Libre. Wow. I know. I had to do it to you. I had I, to. I like. I feel like very instinctual with these and I'm just like know yeah. what I want. Got feeling. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Can you explain or was this just I a would feeling? Just, it, it was a feeling. You know, I had to do a little bit of, um, you know, imagining yeah. what this would be like. got to imagine. On a physical level. And I just feel like Hulk Hogan, I'd feel okay about. Okay. Is he like a flaming Republican? <laughs> I don't I know. know and I hope not. I really like him though. Because that really does skew my, <laughs> my point of view. Okay, I like this. Okay, so my who'd you rather for you, Natalie? I'm actually going to circle back to the hottie of the day, make this very difficult for you. Who'd you rather, Post Malone or – actually, can I go back again before I say this? I did not write this. I, I'm just not – I am I didn't write this. Who wrote it? Joe. My boyfriend wrote this oh, for I you. Oh, I already know. You, Shit. You know I already know who he chose. It's Post Malone or, or Shia, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Damn it. He was like, I know that. This is going to be really tough for her. Joe knows me. So Joe and I are um, members of the Shia LaBeouf fan club. He'll it's definitely be a hottie of, of the week for sure. For sure. Oh, God, I love Shia LaBeouf too. Who'd you rather? That's tough. That's tough because you know I just – I'm going to have to go with my future baby daddy though. Post. That's what I thought. Post Malone's my future baby daddy and when I see him, my heart says yes. All right. I do love Shia though. I love Shia. He's really had a year. He's, oh, he's had a great year. Honey Boy, fantastic. Peanut Butter Falcon, one of Corinne and I's – Maybe all-time favorites. It was so good. So good. Okay. So that is the second episode of Am I Doing This Right? The podcast credit episode. If you guys have any life questions or topics that you want us to cover, feel free to DM us at Am I Doing This Right Pod or email us at Am I Doing This Right Pod at gmail.com and maybe we'll have one of the episodes your topic. Yes, we would love it. And we'd love to connect. Follow us also at Corinne Fox, at Natalie MCM, and at Shop Natalie McMillan. Yes. And our podcast. Just follow us Just everywhere. Follow us everywhere. We'll follow you back. We love you so much. We love you. I love you, Nat. Love you, Corinne. Bye. Bye. <laughs>